serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Baranzi. It is Sunday, the first Sunday of June, guys. Uh, Sunday after the last match between the Loons uh, and uh, was it last? Oh, God, I'm messing Toronto. up. Well, Toronto was last night. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Of course. Ridiculous. Too many games this week. Too many games. You know, two games in a week is way too much. Too many games in like the uh, last three weeks. So we've got like, yeah, we have yeah, like exactly. five games in yeah. the last twenty days. I think we played the whole. Month. I think we played the whole MLS in the past three weeks. I swear to God. I guess the light, yeah, the good thing light at the end of the tunnel is uh, if you look at the schedule going forward over the next month or so, as far as league games, there's not a whole lot uh, on the on the uh, calendar. So June's a little lighter yep. month for the squad, at least. There, there isn't, and you know what uh, we discovered last night is that the, the Loons' next home game is not until July first. Now, oh, God, no kidding. Yeah, wow. We were looking at the calendar on the way back from the game last night, and now I have to go the entire rest of the month of June without going to a game. So that kind of sucks. That does. Yeah. Well, uh, anywho, guys, it was uh, it was another busy weekend. Uh, I went to got the chance to go to Brit's Pub for the first time in a long time. Uh, our friend Johnny was there watching the uh, poke. Was it Pokel? What they call it? Yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah, the German, the German Open Cup type of deal. I think that's what the deal is. I don't know. Yeah, it's the but, equivalent uh, of like the English FA Cup, which is also going on that yeah. same day earlier in the day. Yeah. So the yeah. uh, the Pokal is uh, at one p.m. So between what Frankfurt and uh, and uh, uh, Le- Leipzig, Red Bull, Leipzig. Leipzig so yeah. yep, of course John was a Frankfurt fan. He did. The uh, Frankfurt uh, blew it in the last what ten minutes there. I think it was. It yeah, uh, it was late. It was late in the second half, but mm-hmm. put up a two spot on. But it was good to get down to Brits. There weren't a lot of people there. We sat outside. It was good. Food was well. I didn't have any food, but I'm sure it was good. Uh, drinks were good. Um, yeah, good times down in Minneapolis, and uh, ample parking wherever the heck you wanted to go. You know, so beautiful day down there. Um, and of course, we met Johnny and his internet friends. Uh, Johnny, of course, making friends on the internet all over the uh, all over the all over the uh, state. And uh, two of his friends from the internet showed up. Were Frankfurt fans, so yeah, met some new people yesterday. That was fun. Uh, yeah, Dave, you showed up, and you had to go out to Mayor yesterday for a, uh, a grad party. Yeah, yeah, I did, and yeah, so but I was glad I had the opportunity to meet you guys down there, Brits. I too, I mean, I haven't been down there in a little while, at least uh, a year or two, it seems like. And uh, great day for that. I mean, fortunately, mm-hmm. found some shade with the tables and the. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was great. I actually did. I had there. I I ate lunch, and maybe I didn't need to because, of course, there's food at the grad party. Party, but uh, it was a good Dubliner, uh, Dubliner BLT. So it had some nice Dubliner nice. cheddar cheese on top of that. Delicious. Nice. I had some English beer. Um, really good. And yeah, then drove uh, out to Mayor, Minnesota. People who don't know necessarily know where that is. It's basically straight west out of Minneapolis, about forty five minutes out. So. Yeah, grad party season. So yeah, my cousin's kids was grad had a grad party out there. So it was nice to see my parents, cousins, uh, aunt and uncles. So yeah, it was, it was a great mm-hmm. afternoon, great Saturday before the game, of Long course. So. Yeah. And David, you spent all weekends uh, looking at alligators in ponds. Is that what you did? <laughs> that, was that was just today. That was just today. That's right. No, it was yesterday too. That's right. Yesterday was too, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, watching. Yeah, I finally got to go to a new brewery that I haven't gotten to out gotten out to a brewery in quite some time. Um, a new one, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. And got to do that yesterday, and I've got a beer from them today. Um, nice. Yeah, got to watch a gator in the pond while I was sitting on the on the brewer's patio. Um, then got back to find out the wife was hanging out with the neighbors, so I went over there, and I'm not sure I have drank that much <laughs> in a very long time. Yeah. I, I had a lot. I had a lot to drink yesterday. Because <laughs> I, I was curious about one thing. So, were you? I'm assuming you were over there for at least the start of the Loons game last night. Then, yeah. So I missed the whole first half. Um, okay. In fact. I missed the first, I think, five minutes of the, no, 10 minutes of the second half. Again. So then I had to rewatch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I left home yesterday at like 1130 and I didn't get home until like 10. <laughs> and it, I had very little water in between that time, but I had a lot of fluids um, that were alcoholic. Um, yeah, and then today I got to watch Gator again um, in the pond behind the neighbor's house, and that one was very, very, very close. I yeah, you sent us a couple photos today. I was... yeah, yeah, I could have reached out and touched that one almost. Um, and it was a little bit, it was a little bit too uh, interested in the kids playing, so we were a little I gonna bit. Say. Kind of I was going to say it looked like it was lurking a little bit. Yeah, that would make it me was. nervous. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was interesting. That's the first um, experience we've had in Florida of a gator being a little bit too. I mean, because they're you know they're very dangerous. In fact, the neighbor and I were talking about it. they're very dangerous animals, right? Um, yeah. But it's it's an alligator. You don't really think much about it. You know, if you were standing that close to a bear, you'd be like, oh shit, we need to get that out of here. But it's a mm-hmm. it's an alligator. They're pretty docile, but when they want to be dangerous, they're dangerous. And mm-hmm. so we didn't really feel threatened but the way it was lurking coming close to the kids playing not that far away it was like yeah that's definitely scary yeah and one thing i was wondering because i mean you you haven't seen a ton of gators like in the ponds behind your houses right but you've seen them no obviously. no not too many yeah because i wonder like you know i always think about you know if i had a little dog like you guys have stanford um yeah, it must have to be something you think about unless you have fence. Yeah, I mean, luckily he's in a fence, so okay. Uh, it'd have to be a pretty big gator to bend the fence, which they do apparently. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh wow! But we were we were at the neighbor's house who doesn't have a fence, and so the kids are kind of like playing right in the backyard on the bank. So that was why we were a bit more concerned. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get that remote control boat thing. I that's what you guys a video yesterday. You gotta get the boat. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect for yesterday, David. Totally <laughs> perfect for that. Yeah. Uh that video is like I when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe more people haven't done this. It was teasing, teasing an alligator with a remote control boat. And it must be just so much fun to do that. Yeah, I, I until, it until your boat gets crushed by the alligator, but you know. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Connor, of course, you were at the game last night. Uh, yeah. Enjoying yourself. And uh, I'm sure it was nice and warm there. Uh, it was. Um, once when once the uh, the sun went down, like our seats are pri- probably right around the 35-yard line, and we're like 
row to upper bowl and um on the what is it now the 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 east side of the stadium so we're on the wing side for those who might not know it um so the sun the, the game starts at 7 30 and the sun went uh down below the stadium probably around 7 50 ish or 7 45 ish and um so we once that happened that uh giant breeze just started sweeping in and it felt really nice for the rest of the night actually so it was once the sun went down it was it, there wasn't a lot of trouble with heat but yeah i was uh, i was there and it was uh it was my first game i'd been to in a while so that was nice mm-hmm. yeah oh uh, yeah i think johnny was there yesterday too johnny and, and i saw Jimmy he posted a photo game. yeah yep. so yeah he yeah. was there and uh having a good time course he'd saw another well he didn't see a lot loss but you know didn't see a win but yeah. uh, whatever oh and uh, uh shout out to to sean bigness i ran into him yesterday oh, yeah. so that yeah, so that was right really on. nice yeah yeah shawnee sean yeah. Down yeah. there doing his thing mm. yeah so uh let's get to the beers guys because of course it's sunday we're drinking uh, i'll go first because i want to talk about uh, what was happening yesterday on the lawn layover i don't know if you saw it Connor, Castle Danger was out there. Uh, they had a oh, stand wow. going out, the lawn layover yesterday, and they had some games and stuff. So uh, they were promoting that, which is cool. Uh, of course, you can buy it. You can get their beer at the stadium. I went and picked up a 12-pack. It's their newest 12-pack. Uh, I think it's called uh, Better by the Lake or something like that. And it's all these fruited beers. Uh, so I pick, I am drinking tonight. I'm drinking the Sea Salt and Lime Lager. Uh, which is only four point five percent. It is very good. It's a, it's like what what the, it says. It's sea salt and lime. It's a lager. It goes down smooth. It's great. Um, last yesterday I opened up the pack and I got I had their um, orange cream ale, which is awesome. It tastes tasted fantastic. And I also they also have a honey raspberry wheat. And then I think the other one is like a grapefruit ode IPA, which I don't know about that one. Oh, wow. That sounds juicy as hell. Yeah, I'll have to taste that one another time. But uh, yeah, it's a good beer. It's in a 12 pack. Um, Like I said, I love Castle Danger. I'm going to be up at Castle Danger this weekend uh, when I'm in Duluth. I saw Sam was up there uh, just recently. He posted to us that he was up at Castle Danger. So appreciate the shout out, Sam. And uh, yeah, I'll be getting some other breweries on Duluth this weekend. I'm sure I'll be going to uh, Bent Paddle. I'm gonna try to get to Fitkers. I'm hoping that Fitkers has Crowlers, but I don't, do. I don't know if they do. Do they really? They do. Fitkers has when Crowlers. I, okay. When I went to Fitkers a couple of years ago, when I worked for On Time, they had Crowlers. I don't know if I mean okay. that was then, but I'm sure mm-hmm. they still do. Okay, I'm gonna try to get a Crowler from Fitkers because uh, that's I don't think we've had we might have had them on the pod maybe, but it's been a while. But I think every other brewery up there we've had in the pod except for maybe one in superior they have a brewery i can't think of the name of it so it might be a wisconsin beer next week we'll see uh depends how many of these brews i can get to in the short time i have and of course i'm going with my family so i got my wife and my kids so i don't think they're gonna let me just drop me off at a brewery and be like daddy daycare type of deal where they like yeah go do your thing while i sit here at the bar all day um it'll be nice it's not going to happen. Right. Um, so yeah. So Castle Danger, uh, pick out their twelve packs. I think they like say it's, it's. I think it's cooler by the lake. I believe is what it's called. So, all right, uh, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm going with uh, a 
beer I brought I bought a while ago, but uh, haven't gotten around to drinking yet. Uh, it's called the. Oh, wait. Um, it's called the Crappy Flop, and it's from Bobbing Bobber Brewing Company in Hutchinson, Minnesota. Um, and uh, it's six point two alcohol. Uh, the, the sad thing about uh, the only bad thing about uh, Bobbing Bobber is that they don't sell crawlers. They sell growlers only. Uh, so mm -hmm. I was only able to buy a growler, but I mean, more beer. Why not? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's good. It's a little bit more amber here. I'll, I'll show it to you guys. Uh, it's a little bit more amber wow. for an IPA. Um, mm -hmm. So a bit darker, but uh, it's uh, it's a nice, like, um, not too, not very hoppy. Uh, here, let me try again. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit more it's a little bit more it's it's kind of a 50-50 balance between hoppy and malty uh, if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm honest there it's uh, it's kind of tough to describe but it's uh, I mean the hoppiness you know me in my uh in my in my hoppy beers I love those mm. so yeah it's a, it's a good one um from Hutchinson down there and mm. they have a really nice tap room out there I next time I'm out there I really want to go visit them Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, bobbing Bobber. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, David, what do you got from the land of Florida? I know you have a, a new one, right? Yeah. Uh, new brewery. Uh, it is. Oh, did we lose him? Did he freeze up? He I must have. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I did take he's, too long. He's not moving. He's not yeah. moving. No, he's no, he not. left us. He left us on the cliffhanger, right? <laughs> what? And the, the problem he is, he's right still there. talking too. Maybe we'll text yeah, him. Although this has happened in the past, and he's he's uh, yeah. he's, he's come back. Things. So we'll assume he'll come back. Yeah. But maybe I could jump in while we yeah. the, get David back. Dave, so. Dave, uh, David, yeah, yeah, Gator just him, had sure. their power flicker. Dave, David just texted. He, uh, he, they just had their power flicker. It Gator looks like. got into their. Uh, Electrical Gator got oh, yeah. power. Gator got power yeah. that was lurking all day yeah. and just mm -hmm. now was the time to strike, apparently. Uh okay. preview well, guys, by the way. The by the way, the funny story today is about a gator. So just right. preview that. So we've been talking mm -hmm. about gators today. We'll talk about a gator <clears throat> and the funny story and the podcast. So all right. Well, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I you know, kind of just coming off of David's uh, new brewery, I also have a new brewery and i think it's probably first time i've been able to get have a new brewery that uh, you guys have either haven't been to or i haven't been to and uh yeah this week i went uh with with birches on the lake in long lake minnesota so i actually so because, yeah because i was out west i was kind of in mayor and it was kind of thanks to tony's suggestion i uh i i kind of tried to find some breweries that are on my way home and sure enough birches on the lake was right there it's uh and I, I, I'm going to call this a hidden gem because I, I, I had heard of it, but didn't really know much about it. And from where I live in Plymouth, it's really only 15 minutes away. Um, but I'll tell you what, I just stopped in there on my way back just to run in and get some crawlers. But boy, when I, I wish I could have stayed, I, sh I wish I could have stayed and watched the match there because this place, if you guys aren't familiar with it, I know Tony, you are a little bit, but basically mm -hmm. Birch is on a lake. There's a supper club upstairs. Um, but then you walk in the door, you either go kind of straight in or you can go downstairs to where they have their their tap room and brew hall. And it's fantastic because it's literally right on Lawn Lake. They have a huge patio um, that you could walk out from the tap room. Um, they have a nice bar area, crawlers to go that you can see their 
they're brewing equipment right behind you. And so they're, they're pretty small. I mean, they're, uh, everything's made there. It's a 10 barrel system and really the, and the, the, the tap room is the only place you can get their beer. Um, obviously, fortunately they sell it in crawlers to go, but, uh, yeah, you won't see it in the stores, at least not right now. They kind of, they call themselves kind of like an experimental American brewery. Um, so they, 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 they like to have unique beers, but, uh, yeah, just a gorgeous spot. I cannot wait. I can't wait for an excuse to go back either for dinner or just to go to the tap room again, sit on that patio, especially in the summer, just a perfect spot anyway. So yeah, new, I got a couple crawlers. The one I'm going to feature tonight is their, uh, it's their coffee chocolate gold nail. Um, so obviously right up my, right up my wheelhouse. I also grabbed a couple more, but, uh, this one is, it's their gold nail, but, uh, coffee chocolate. The reason they call it that is because they use Dunn brothers, Plymouth cold toddy, Columbia, French roast coffee and chocolate in this. Yeah. In this, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, I, I just saw the, I just saw the, uh, golden chocolate gold or <laughs> coffee chocolate gold nail. And I was like, Oh, sold. I'm good. But, uh, yeah, and then re- then getting back and reading into what was actually in it, really really unique and six point two percent. But I tell you, for a gold nail, it's really really smooth, and the the coffee and chocolate it doesn't hit you over the head. It's uh, it's subtle, I think. So I don't know what exactly the amount they use, but it's a very subtle, smooth flavor. And for a gold nail, like I said, just just uh, goes down really easy, re- quite refreshing. And you know, if you're not a coffee lover, you, you'll notice that hint of coffee maybe a little chocolate, but it's, it's not overwhelming. So yeah, great beer, but yeah, just first time having their beer, actually first time being in the, in the, the tap room. So I just came out of there just kind of blown away with the location, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. just fantastic. I like, can't wait to go back. So. Well, Birch's on the Lake has been there for a while, um, but they didn't used to have the tap room downstairs. It used to be just a kind of a bar that was downstairs from the supper club upstairs and the bar downstairs was like your your usual like dive bar barish type of place. Uh, and we would go there after work when I worked at Novus in Plymouth every once in a while just to have cheap, you know, premium grain belt premium uh bottles and they had a pool table and they had a jukebox and they had pull tabs and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's it's amazing how they they turned that into an hour brew house type of deal. That's awesome they did that. That's great. It really is. Um, yeah. Wow, it really isn't that far either. It's just down twelve, uh, just uh, west yeah. of, just west of Ridgedale, and right. um, yeah, I, I would. Lo- it's uh, on the other side of the lake. There is Spring Hill Golf Club too, so it'd be a nice to go golfing and then a couple of beers afterwards. So oh, now, you're nice. talk- now you're talking. Wow. Yeah, yeah there you go. go. Uh, David is back. David, can you hear us? Woo! Yes. Yes, yeah, so your internet went out. Did the did the Gator get your internet connection? This is the problem. Um, yeah, it, it's. Gnawing on it right now. Okay. Oh boy, it's out there, out there chewing <laughs> on it. Okay. Yep. They, they, they have a backup generator for situations just like this. It, yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to Dave's beer already. Dave had a new brewery, Birches on the Lake, and David, you have a new brewery, which you were just in the middle of saying until you cut out. Yeah. So, so it's a Labelle. Yeah, it's Labelle Brewing in uh, from Labelle. Then he cut out again. Did we lose him? Lose him again? Okay. At least we got the name of the brewery. Yeah. What was it? Labelle. Labelle. Labelle Brewing. So here, guys, uh, that makes brewery number one hundred and fifty. Wow! Hooray! Labelle Brewing number number one hundred and fifty. Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad I got it. I because I yeah, it's been a while since I had a new brewery. So yeah, I was 
thanks to Tony's suggestion, I was super happy to check out a new spot and yeah. And even happier now knowing that makes it one fifty. Wow. Crazy. Exactly. Um, I'm just texting. I said, at least we got, we got the name of the brewery, right? The brewery. So we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, you can go yeah. deal with the Gator now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to wait for David to get back on because his internet keeps going oh. off and out and in and out. I'm sure he'll try again here shortly. We'll get to his beer when he gets back on. Uh, but guys, let's talk about some loons news. Uh, and hopefully David jumps back in. We're talking about this. The big news this week, guys, was or two kind of big things. Number one was Amaria uh, is no longer with this club. He has been... Uh, Given well, not given away, but he's been sold to. Uh, where do you go to? Uh, was it uh, Mazatlan? Mazatlan. Mazatlan. He's down in Mazatlan. Yeah. Uh, storm just hit David's house, so that's not good. Oh wow! Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Yeah. Liga Liga MX down in Mexico. Yeah. And... Liga MX down in Mexico. They are not a good team. Uh, at least this year they were not good. Um, uh, I hit. Don't they also have um a former. Uh, former loon candidates, um, Nicholas Benedetti as well. Uh, yeah, I think I, they might. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they might have them. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna check them out here. So, why are you checking it out, Connor? Uh, yes, they do. This and, okay, yeah. this ends the uh, Amaria experiment in Minnesota that really started uh, right before COVID hit. Uh, when we signed him, then he got injured. Then he went away for a while. Then he came back, and now they've decided that well, it's that we can't. No, we're done. We're done with it. Uh, so I know there's some people online, uh, the uh, very vocal few people online, <clears throat> who are excited that he's gone because they said he sucked. Uh, David, if he was on here, would tell you otherwise that he just didn't get an opportunity. I would have to agree with David on that account. I don't think he got an opportunity to do what he wanted to do. I think that uh, him and Ray really, uh, really had uh, a thing going on in that beginning of, before he injured himself, really had a thing going on. And then that just all got lost. And then with Ray being out this uh, early season, I just didn't think it clicked. So. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into the weeds like Dave, David might, but I mean, the one thing I did say, I think I said it last, last week, but I just wish we could have saw some time, with, you know, both Reynoso and Amaria on the pitch, but together, but uh, well, we aren't going to see that club obviously hasn't made the official announcement, but sounds like he was in street clothes uh, at training this past week and, you know, kind of saying his goodbyes to teammates. So although it's not official, it is happening. It sounds like, so yeah, it's a shame. It never, yeah. Like you said, Tom, just never, just never quite clicked for various reasons, injuries, everything else, but it was certainly, gosh, I'll never forget the start to that season coming in here promising 25 goals, you know, and prior to COVID he seemed to be on track and that, that was a very exciting time. And, and unfortunately it yeah. just kind of derailed. So. Yeah. Unfortunately COVID put a wrench in, <clears throat> in uh, our season that year because we were looking real, real good in those first two games, especially with Amaria scoring in both of those two games and right. basically winning on a landslide in both of those games too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wish Amaria the best. Um, he's, uh, going down to Mexico and I hope he can, he can find the production that, uh, um, that he was promising in 2020. 
Uh, I personally, I, 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 I mean, it's it's really hard for me to form an opinion about Amaria. I wanted to like him, but I didn't know whether or not to. Um, he was, uh, I mean, I, I thought he was a decent striker. But he just didn't uh, didn't have the service that he needed. Uh, but um, I mean, yeah, I, I wish him the best. I, I hope and I hope it's uh, it gets better for him. And also, I want to bring up the fact that along with Amaria leaving, uh, we also uh, let go of Daniil Henry. Who is uh, who? who is a who? Yeah, really, <laughs> really the, the Canadian uh, signing. Who, yeah, yeah. A, a signing that like just was a signing that we didn't even really. I don't think we talked. We might have said it on the show like oh, when they signed him. I think we but, spent like two minutes on it. Yeah, yeah. But then we, all of a sudden it was like nothing. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I, I do remember this signing, and I and I remember thinking we we probably talked about it as defensive depth. You know, another. What MLS yep. veteran coming in here, but like unfortunately, I think I think that what happened was he was injured early in the preseason. At some oh, point is that what pre-season. happened? Right, oh, he okay. was in, he 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 was injured and he was on the injury report for a bulk of the first part of the season, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. And I think he just kind of, I don't know, he he just never came off that injury report. He never was available at all. I, he that would make the... sense because he was a he he was a. A starter more often than not when he was with Vancouver. So I've, I, I, I mean, Vancouver's not a great team in the MLS, but, uh, but I, yeah. you, you would think he would still be okay to, to I, at least I get remember, some playtime. Yeah, I remember thinking about it. He, he was definitely injured. Um, never, never was available. Never on a match day roster. And I kept thinking because, okay, is he getting healthy? He's getting healthy, and, and he may have. But at that point, did he fall out of favor? Did they just kind of give up on him? You know, and maybe that's what happened. But Possibly. Well, what it what it does, yeah, and I'm that rolls us into the you know it opens up a spot. Now we got a we got an international spot. No, Tony, no, no Pookie watch. We're not saying Pookie watch. We're not. We're not. not okay, I was. Okay, we're not. Enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, I guess I we disagree. I guess, but okay. I guess but we are saying Pookie watch. It's it's and opening it's, up an international roster spot for that reason and, you know and would would that i i i'm curious what your guys thought are never not well, well let's not talk about who pookie could be or who he is or was but uh my question is now with with luis amaria moving on you know and that out not only does that clear up a international spot it clears up a dp spot do you think a dp spot is required say if they sign pookie here absolutely yeah, okay. yeah it will be I, it'll be complete waste of money and a dp oh, spot oh it's I a, think, but, uh, I mean, I think that remains to be seen. Uh, I mean, you you might be right, David. I, but um, I, you know, I mean, the, the argument is you don't put a DP spot on a player that really has never been that great and is already that old. I mean, if it's if you're talking a 33 year old who's messy, who I don't I don't even think Messi is 33. I don't know, but um, if you're talking about a 33 year old that's Messi's level, fantastic. If you're talking about a 33 year old who's Slayton's level, fantastic. If you're talking about a 33 year old who's, you know, hell, um, you know, like a at the time Davi Villa, you know, or somebody like that, fine. But Pookie has never been a player like that, and he's never been successful in a real, legitimate definition of the word. I don't, I don't get it. It's a waste of money, waste of DP spot. We need to be looking at young players. I mean, safe to assume, David, you mentioned his age, 33. uh, Safe to assume this is going to be a short-term deal, you would have to imagine. Right, and that's the other thing. And that's that's a problem. 
mm-hmm. is a problem because with a with with a player like that, and we only have about half the season to go now. Um, you want to be able to sign a DP like Puki for longer if he if he does come in. Uh, for that for that, you want to at least you want to at least sign him through the end of next season. So to sign him on a short-term contract like that, that is an absolute waste of money. I I, I mean, we, agree on that. I agree on that aspect for sure. Yeah, and well, I guess you know, can... I had told Nicholas Bisbee um, on Twitter. I said, look, he can come in. We, he probably, if everything timed out perfectly, he'd have probably fourteen games with us this season. He could come in and score fifteen goals in those fourteen games. And at the end of the season, I'm still going to say it was a waste of a roster spot because it's the principle of the matter. We are an old squad. We have mm-hmm. continuously wasted money and DP spots on players who have not panned out. Right. We have um, continually got gotten older players or younger players that aren't proven. We need to, if we want to be serious, we want to be taken seriously. We have to stop doing those opposite ends of the spectrums and finding those prime players. Who I'm, Again, I'm not talking about spending tens of millions of dollars here. I'm talking about finding a player in his prime who is consistently scoring goals, who can be with us for four or five years, or we can flip him in three years and make money off of it. So I, like I said, I think it's a bad idea on the principle of the matter. I mean, he could very well come in here and be successful, right? Um, but for me, I just think I don't. I have not seen enough of him to think that he's going to be lights out. I think the transition to MLS catches players off guard in Europe, and a lot of times they are not as successful as they think. But the reality is, is we're spending our money where we shouldn't be spending it. We need. I mean, if you're going to spend the money, spend it on somebody that's going to be useful for three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting how, yeah, well said, David. And it's interesting how you say that, uh, how you worded it, just because we're, you know, in a little while we'll be talking about a Toronto club who's, I think, spent the most in MLS on their right. roster or, or, or in the top few at least. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about a couple expensive players that came over from from Europe, uh, Italy, I suppose to be exact. But, yeah, that is interesting. So, and I like how you mentioned the transition. So, yeah, well said. Thanks. It's, but sorry, Connor, uh, I didn't want to cut you off. I know that you like the signing. Uh, I do like the a, signing. And everyone has their it's, own. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like the signing, but and, and I like it for the for the prospect that either he comes in and scores a lot of goals or he comes in and doesn't score a lot of goals, pointing out the problem with, uh, with production going toward the attacking half. Because I think right. that, you know, Pookie is the, is, is the highest scoring is the highest scoring player in Finnish in Finnish national team history. That's not necessarily a great bar to have, but, uh, but it's still, <clears throat> but it's still a pretty good, a, a pretty good title to have when yeah. you are from Finland. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing that I have, the problem that I have is that, um, you know, I think he had two, two seasons in the last five years that he scored 20 goals, but they were at the championship level. And as soon as he went to the Premier League, it just fizzled out. Yeah. And then he went back to championship, and all of a sudden his numbers went way up. And then he went back to the Premier League, and it fizzled all the way back up. Um, yeah. And then now the last two or three years, he's not been – he's been like, okay. Um, I'm I'm concerned about that inconsistency, especially with his age. Because is it inconsistency because he obviously went from the championship to the Premier League? Um, or, is it incons- or is it actually a trend that he's – 
over the hill, which he is by all terms. Um, and now it's fizzling out. And then you throw in the fact that so many European players, uh, I think it's probably, I would bet it's three quarters of the players that have come from Europe have had a hard time transitioning to major league soccer because they just don't realize what it's like. Um, so that's the, those are the things that, that really bother me about it. Um, especially, yeah, I, I just, like I said, he could score 15 goals this season for us in a half, less than half season. And I'm still going to be like, no, we shouldn't have done it. It's the principle of the matter for me. But, well, we, we can talk about the fact that they've, uh, Pretty much, I think what Adrian's done here is he's getting rid of Amaria because yeah. Amaria wasn't working out, and now he wants a stopgap to make the playoffs this year to save his job. I mean, that's really what I look at this as. This is a yeah, exactly. If this is well, if this is any if this is any other team, Connor, if it's any other team, they go spend money on a young player, a DB spot open up. They actually open their checkbooks, spend it on somebody good. Bring it, who cares about the season? Let the season exactly it's going to go right. But yeah. we're not like that. He wants yeah. to bring in somebody a little flashy. Everybody kind of knows the name, Pookie. Yep. Uh, yeah. Bring in somebody with some a little bit of star power and uh, bring him in and hopefully get that seventh seed or that sixth seed or fifth seed and make the playoffs. Then he can go, well, I, I keep making the playoffs. You know, and I, keep, I keep getting there. And that's really sad, too. That is extremely mm-hmm. sad. You have uh, you have a you have a team that has as much talent as we do, where we might not necessarily be able to to win the MLS Cup with us, but we might be able to make a deep run. Um, but uh, when you have like when your bar is making the playoffs at the six or seven seed, and then going out in the first round of the playoffs just so the manager can save his job, uh, that's that's a really really sad bar to have. So, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put that on Adrian Heath per se. I, I'm going to put that. We touched on it a little bit uh, last episode, but I'm going to put that on Bill McGuire because he just doesn't have. He just doesn't put the care in to the team that he that he should, and it should be his first priority when you have a soccer team if you want the clubs to be good. Yeah, Connor, you're. I think you're spot on. You know, I it, it sure, certainly has something to do with Heath, but I think honestly, it has a lot to do with front office not wanting to. Do get rid of Heath and and admit that they've failed for the last five years, really, honestly. Like, yeah. that's just what it kind of looks like. And so I think they're, they're purposefully trying to find ways to save face. And, it, I mean, how many times have we gotten stopgap players in the middle of the season? I mean, it's just like... It goes back to Darwin Quintero. It basically. does. I mean, it yeah. does. It's just... It's like... We it's it's the way we have been run these this entire time, the entire history of this team has been run with oh my god things are the wheels are falling off let's find somebody oh my god the wheels are falling off let's find somebody every single season it's like that um, and it, Connor I think um, I I you know if we got Pookie I would hope that he would do well um, or whoever we bring in I would hope that they would do well but right. at the same time I'm with you on your one comment that it would be nice to have them not do well so it could expose what's happening tactically overall right yeah behind that player because yeah i think uh, since you guys got the liberty to talk about this um, while i was suffering through no power and internet <laughs> i think and i've said this over and over i honestly really do believe 
that Amaria's problems were less about Amaria and far more about what's going on the rest of the team. Um, but we can never tell. We just never know because one, Adrian Heath rotates players so much that right. you can never tell what's happening and who's who and what's what. And now we're never going to know because Amaria is gone and Ray's back. So all the people that really dislike Amaria can say if Mender does really well, well, Mender was better. Well, no, we don't know because he gets to play with Reno. Um, <laughs> David, so like, in, in your stead, I uh, when you're off, I, I did bring up the fact that, boy, I sure wish we were talking about Amaria when you're off. I, I said, oh, darn, I, I sure wish we had a chance to see a little more Amaria and, and Reynoso together right. this season, but whatever. But, you know, I, I get it. You know, I, I totally do. I really like right, liked him as a player, and his attitude seemed fantastic. But, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. working. It wasn't working. He had to make a change. Right. Yep. And now, you yeah, know, and now maybe some of our listeners and out there will be happy. We aren't probably going to spend too much time talking about Amaria anymore. So I, I think I'm going to pencil in. I'm going to mention Amaria every episode. <laughs> Armadillo. You mean Armadillo? Armadillo, as I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get out of the Amaria talk. Let's talk about the next game. Before we get to the next game, David, how about you finish up what beer you're drinking tonight from your brewery? Are you sure? Because every time I try. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, just, just tell us, Nate, what it is quickly and what the taste is. We got okay. the brewery name, so yeah. Yeah, LaBelle Brewing. It's called the uh, Sit and Stay. It is what they call an American light IPA. Uh, it's a um, light-bodied, uh, triple dry hopped with um, citra and mosaic hops. It Ooh. is crazy light, like outrageously light. This is this is on the verge of a light lager type scenario, uh, but it's it's got a nice hop balance. Um, it's only four point seven percent, so it's an easy oh. easy drinker. And I think that's the whole point of the name. They say uh, so. It's more like a session because it's yeah, you know, it's so light to sit down and stay a while and drink it. You know, yeah. um, it's it's a good beer, really good beer. I'm glad I got out to that brewery yesterday. I've been meaning to ever since the hurricane. I just never got around to it. I had other things to do. So it's good. Glad. Good. Now we finished that up finally. It's taken over 40, like 30 minutes to do that, but we've got his beer now. So there you go. There you go. We'll get to it. Uh, Guys, let's talk just briefly about the game from Wednesday. We went down to Austin uh, to play them. Didn't come out great. Uh, Austin basically put us two down within the first 26 minutes. Um, I think that was, yeah. No, 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 that's no, no, sorry. That's right. We did. We did tie the score. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, we did tie back. it up. Yes. Yeah. We, was, did we tie it up in the 26 minutes? We did. We did. And if we're going to, we, we don't, well, this is the, this game happened almost a week ago as you're probably listening to this, but yeah, the only thing about that was, that was the goal. If you guys remember where, um, Oh, it was so close to being offside. Was it Bongi yep. that played it uh, to Mender? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was just, and you could go back and watch that replay over and over and over, like a lot of us did. And it, it's crazy, you know how I that, still think he's offside. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it sure seemed like it when I every time I watch it, I I can't can't see how it wasn't. But in that game in general, I mean, I'm it's kind of that's why I want to touch on the goal in this game. Minnesota was called. Two goals were called off due to offsides, one at the death and, you know, one earlier before 
you know, before that one, it was Rosales that that looked to be looked to have a chance to score before he was called offsides. It was Rosales that got the goal, fortunately, in the 26th minute. But yeah, two offside calls, you know, goals called back. Uh, the team hit the post, the team hit the crossbar. This was a game where I, I made the comment as we were watching it together in our text thread that I don't I, I'm not sure that this team has looked better in the attack, despite the one one scoreline at the end of the half in a first half all season. Like that was, in my opinion, one of the better first halves we have seen. I agree, I I agree with that. Yeah. Mender Mender was making some good runs, guys. If you watched the game, well, a lot of us did. Mender was making runs. He was doing things that I haven't seen a forward or striker doing this team all year. I mean, yeah. I don't give a shit about the offsides. Offsides, fine with me. Offsides, you know, it's going to be whatever. But he was making runs that were close to being offsides and sometimes were offsides. But at least he was making runs, right? That's what we yeah. want. Yeah, and, right. and then yeah. I think I called him Mr. Offsides earlier this season because he, you know, when he was getting his more opportunities and not earlier in the season, he was he was he hey you're right tony but he was getting called for a lot of offsides but yeah very promising and just in general this team with bongi as you know bongi's been on fire as of late uh it's nice to see mender come in and then you know joseph rosales you know he he started this match and he did as well on saturday against toronto back at alliance and he is taking the most of this opportunity i think he's looking really really good um, he's kind of maybe under the radar a little bit right now, but he his play was it was very promising, especially in Austin. But I think in general lately, when he's getting the opportunity, so that's been really good to see. Yeah, that, it was a it was a hard match to watch unravel at the yes. end. Mm-hmm. Endish, um, yeah. I yeah, I echo everything Dave said. I thought they looked very strong. They very promising, even when they weren't controlling the game. They it still didn't look like they were on the on their heels in any way. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just a good game. Yeah, I agree. Contrast what we got to see last night. Yeah. yeah, even even though we we lost, yeah, we I still saw a lot of movements that was very impressive. So, um, I mean, we may not have gotten the result, which is why I may, Heath may have taken changed tactics uh, between games. But um, I I personally liked what I saw, even though we lost. Yeah, it is one yeah. of those. It's it, it's disappointing yeah. in different ways. It really is. But I, yeah. I mean, at least you can leave that match in Austin and think, well, thank goodness they actually showed some promise. You know, exactly. Much more so than yeah. even in some of those one nil wins they had prior. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. The attack, the attack looked good, which is going to lead us into the attack from last night because it was a total complete like one eighty. Mm. It was like I don't yeah. know what the fuck was going on yesterday. Yeah. So lose the match against Austin two to one on Austin. We come back up here to play Toronto last night. Uh, and the announcement was made earlier in the week that Reynoso would be on the bench at least. He would not probably would not be starting, but he'd be on the bench and be available to play in this game. And of course that got everybody excited, you know. Oh, oh, Ray's gonna be coming back, Ray's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh which turned out to be very, very uh a very, very big comeback uh, from the play in the final uh, 25, 30 minutes of the game. And we'll talk yeah. about that. Right. But uh, basically, guys, this game, like I said, the beginning of this game was uh, the attack looked like shit. I don't even know what the fuck we were doing. Um, after watching Wednesday's game against Austin, I was not seeing the runs or anything like that happening for this team in the first half. Do you guys agree or disagree with that? 
It, yeah, I yeah. saw very little Flat, movement. Yeah. yeah. It it was interesting. And, and you know, of course, we, we were just talking about a little bit about Mender and, and maybe some promise there. Um, but, you know, Mender didn't get the start this time. It was saying Ben up top, you know, mm-hmm. ahead of uh, Frank Apane. But and so I don't that that may very well have been just purely rotational due to the midweek game crowded schedule. I hope it was. Yeah, it, it probably was it, it's it's you know we I mean, won't know we we don't know but i mean that's the assumption that i would have made especially yeah. after what we saw tony in, in austin but yeah you're tony i think you hit it it was i was coming into that game saturday you know we knew toronto hey you look at their roster we i touched on it you know they have a very talented roster there's no doubt about it but the fact is the results really weren't coming for toronto toronto's having a tough time you know their their stars aren't scoring you know um Insigne, I think he hadn't scored since early April. I don't, I can't remember the exact date, but um, yeah. And it, it, I was really optimistic. And then the way that game started was just kind of a buzzkill. It just was, it was not what I expected to see, especially at home back at Allianz. So, yeah, you know, I, I felt like, uh, well, way back last episode, way back, uh, last week, last episode, (laughs) um, I had said, you know, I'd made the prediction, look, if they can, draw or win against Austin, they'll, they'll win last night. And, you know, they ended up losing against Austin, but they've played so well against Austin that I was like, I still felt comfortable with that pick to, for them to win, win last night. Um, and yeah, I mean, you guys were very silent mm. during yeah. that yes. that half, first half that I didn't get to see. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no, what am I going to watch? You know, yeah. what, what the hell am I going to rewatch? And, because of, of course, yeah. I mean, uh, Connor, you were at you were at Alliance Field. You're at the match, and and Tony and I were definitely watching from the very first minute. And yeah, I think you nailed it. There was yeah. we were silent for a reason. There just wasn't much to talk about. Now there really fair, wasn't. Yeah, there was. I was fair, at the game, and my my I was sitting right next to my dad. My dad and I throughout the entire first half barely said a word to each other, even because of, uh, through that first half, and there was just nothing happening. Yeah, you're saying. And to be fair, it's not like I mean I think Toronto came out fairly well, but I, Toronto wasn't doing a whole lot too. In fact, I think this game went what well into the first half, close to halftime, without even a shot on goal for either team. I think you could make the case that Toronto was maybe the, slightly more dangerous in the first half, but yeah. there just wasn't there wasn't even a shot on goal until very late in the first half, if at all. I mean, now granted. Um, Either David finds what I'm saying really annoying or he froze up, but I can't tell. He froze up again. He he froze up again. It (laughs) looks like he got kicked off. That just got me distracted. Anyways, I think, you know, there was a moment where um, uh, I think it was in the first moment where Sean Johnson got way off his, got way outside of the box, got off his line and some, for some reason, passed the ball directly to Hassani Dotson. This was in the first half, wasn't it? He passed the ball directly to Hassani Dotson. Unfortunately, Dotson, his attempt, was a miss it was a bad bad attempt but still uh gosh now i can't remember who got the opportunity was it bongi it was uh franco i think afterwards franco yeah me it was yeah. franco and it looked like it was it was kicked off a line by a defender yeah but it wasn't i mean that that it was i guess it, the, technically the shot was going wide but so that didn't even yeah. register as a shot on goal that was at least an exciting moment in the first half but yeah i i could honestly i could move on you know <laughs> from the, by the first way, half 
Tony, was it is it you that just sent that photo? I think that's gonna have to go down in uh, the Lunacy Podcast Hall of Fame uh, photos. Yeah, right there. There, that was that's a good photo. That was you, pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a picture of that one. I just, I just, I, 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 I lost. Is David annoyed or what? I completely lost my train of thought because as I was talking, <laughs> I could just see David just looking super. What I thought was just super annoyed. Like he's like, Dave, just stop talking because what you're saying is just. <laughs> which i know i say a lot of nonsense on the spot but i do my best but uh let's i mean guys again the attack didn't look great uh there's some opportunities here and there the first half we get out of that first half nil nil which isn't like bad but isn't like good either i, I guess toronto, who, well i guess toronto who's been disjointed all year yeah uh, exactly they're they're the second worst team in the east we should be beating them easily yeah uh, yeah. But then, uh, like Dave was saying, uh, in, in, in sync, uh, uh, what's his nuts? Insignia. Insignia. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Gets his goal, you know, in the 58th minute, which is, like, of course, you know, he hadn't and scored you, for like three months. But And do you remember really? this one? It was basically a one-man counterattack with Bernadeschi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and I don't know. I, I look at this and, like, ultimately, I mean – DJ Taylor ended up on the wrong side of Insigne and basically had no chance because the cross that came over, I think it was from, yeah, it was from Bernadeschi. Very slow cross. It was a slow cross. It it was was just, it was there. It was a dangerous cross, but it was slow and Mm -hmm. there was nothing Taylor could do because he was on the wrong Mm -hmm. side of Insigne. And so that was Mm -hmm. disappointing. I mean, just in general, that, that one man basically counterattack by Bernadeschi, Mm -hmm. it was just, Boy, I mean, I guess a part of me wants to take my hat off and say, well done, guys. It's been, you guys have been on a long drought. I know that, you know, like I mentioned, these guys haven't scored their team in a while. Here they get, a, you know, an assist and a goal. But I, I'm disappointed. Just, I feel like that shouldn't have happened. There is just early on, early on. I mean, oh man, that, you know, British, he's, he's fast. I'm watching the replay right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, his first pass was, you know, unlucky to get deflected. And then it just, yeah. Unfortunate was a, Taylor on the wrong side. It's it, one of those, it's one of those slow crosses where you're like, how the fuck did they get through? Like, exactly. There, and there are is four loons in the box. There are like four loons yeah. in the box that it goes in between. Yeah. And just like, how did none of them mm-hmm. get a touch onto it? Especially Boxall, who mm-hmm. basically just kind of ran up to the ball and then just kind of followed it. And mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it's I, I thought that was absolutely horrible defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I mean, across that slow, God, it just it it has no business business getting to getting to be counted as an assist in this game, in my opinion. But they, <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, and reminds, and for you, oh, go ahead, Tony. Sorry, it reminds me of like when you're a kid and you're playing like little league baseball, and you hit the ball so slow through the infield, and all the kids miss it, and you're like, you got a hit out of it, but it really shouldn't have been a hit because like five guys had a chance for it. I mean, yeah. seriously, that's what it looked like. And David is now back. Uh, he's, uh, well, he's back, but he's not back. But, uh, guys, let's move on to the big the big well, uh, pop. Yeah, perfect, Tony, because what I was going to say just before you was was that I, the way I was feeling about this game was, okay, six, basically 60th minute, Toronto scores, and the way that they had played, played prior, I, I just went, now mm-hmm. I was feeling down because – wasn't given up because I knew who we had on the bench, but I, I was, uh, yeah, I was feeling really down bad timing for, you know, 60 minute mark, give up the first goal of the game. 
And yeah, wasn't looking good. But what happened? What? 65th minute? 65th? We get the big pop. We get the WWE type of pop, like Stone Cold Steve Austin coming to the glass breaking. His music starts. Ray comes in the game and everything changes. I thought like, you were going to talk. I thought, I thought you were going to say Kervin Ariaga at that. No, no that's but, but not, Ray knows. He, does, he, he did come he on at the same time, but Ray, Ray knows. So let's uh, get a big pop. What, what, and, to, uh, Connor, I want to ask you, you were, I mean, you were at the stadium. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, on T, watching it on Apple TV, the broadcast, it sounded so loud. In fact, as Dude, loud as maybe I've, as, as loud as I've maybe heard it on watching a game on TV. Yeah. Maybe there was louder moments at the stadium, but that one sounded like the loudest moment I've heard all year. No, that, that was by far the loudest moment I've ever heard, ever heard in the time that I've been going to Allianz Field. I have never heard anything like that before there. And yeah, the, the whole stadium was just up on their feet. Big applause. All of them were cheering. And it's, it's so, so loud. Um, so yeah, I mean, they obviously they're, everybody's welcoming Ray back with open arms and uh, rightfully so he's uh, I mean, he, he came in and just changed the game for, for Minnesota. Yeah. And, I'm glad, I'm gl- and I'm glad he got the reaction he did, you know, because uh, you know, there was debates on Twitter and Twitter's Twitter, but you know, whoa, Again, whoa, how are you going to, how are you going to welcome Reynoso back when he comes on the was, pitch? Are you going to boom? Or are you going to like soft clap? Again, or you, you know, the vocal, the vocal minority on social media will tell you that, well, I'm not going to clap for him because, you know, he potentially pistol whipped a kid and blah, 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 blah. but 95% of the people at that stadium yesterday were happy. He was freaking back. Okay. Yeah. 95%. Because yeah. he is well, he, our best player. He is our best player. Yeah. And not only that, he also apologized for all of the pandemonium that's gone mm-hmm. down in the last few years and and it, it wasn't just like a oh i'm sorry apology it was like a, a real heartfelt time uh that took a lot of time apology and mm-hmm. so i mean i think that's you know that was enough and it was enough for me that's for sure so mm-hmm. let them to let him back yep. in with open arms so yeah mm-hmm. i mean but yeah to answer your question dave it was it, it was insanely loud i've never i've awesome. never I've, I've never heard anything like that before Awesome. Should we yeah. Should yeah. Ray like have his own intro music now? Should we get Ray some like <laughs> well anytime he's announced like, to come into the game? Given yeah. the, the Mariano Rivera enter Sandman music's it, music that it's yeah, well that. I mean we're, we're it's gonna be you know the schedule's fairly thin going forward until July, but I mean and so he 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 may get a couple, you know, the next couple games maybe he will come off the uh, off the bench, you know, in the games like mm-hmm. he did last night. But you know, hopefully in a month or so he'll he'll be in the starting 11 and they won't necessarily have to do that but yeah so, i am all for that if he comes off the bench but so you know he was on the pitch uh for 26 minutes right he had um the well, second yeah. highest no sorry he had the highest number of progressive carries he had oh. the third highest number of progressive passes he had the um second highest number of um shot created actions mm-hmm. He, um, oh, let's see. He had 35 touches, which were more than Jean Rosales, uh, Franco. I mean, God's sake. Yeah. I mean, those three. I mean, that's insane. The fact that's, that's how much, 
How when you're on the field for less than has. a third of the game. Yeah, 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 65th minute, so 25. So he played, you know, with the four minutes added, I think. It, so it was close to a half an hour, which I'm glad you brought that up, David, because I, I think I was surprised. I mean, Tony, I remember you and I talking on Saturday. I was like, well, I hope we at least see him, you know, you know, depending on how the game's going, maybe we see him for 10, 15 minutes at the end of the match. So when he came on in the 65th minute, knowing that he was going to play 25 plus added time, <clears throat> generally surprised by that yeah um, and our possession completely flipped in that in that moment i looked at that in our favor yeah. i looked at the i possession. mean it's incredible yeah, it was great oh it was great and and david thanks for running down those numbers but i mean just the, he passed the eye test and it didn't take long and i i mean it's all recency bias we maybe we forget you know especially with some of this you know success as far as winning games not necessarily scoring goals but that this club had in the, at the beginning of the season, you kind of forget, at least I did. And, you know, it's been since October since we've seen Ray play for this team. But, man, it he came out in the 65th minute. By the 69th minute, he it was clear and obvious that he is the best player on the – arguably the pitch, certainly on our for our squad. And it's the difference mm-hmm. that he made instantaneously mm-hmm. was incredible. Well, you know, and what I thought was crazy is by the time the, the match was over, I felt like had you had I been living in a vacuum and not known the last four months, I would never have known that he had not been playing since Mm -hmm. it was October, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I felt like he almost looked like he never even skipped a beat. Like maybe he had a couple weeks off and you know, maybe he had like a, a, a knock or something. And that's what he looked like. Like he looked point. like he was basically what he was last fall, but you know he had a couple weeks off, and now he's just mm-hmm. trying to get back into the in the group because it was instantaneous. It was the entire twenty six minutes. You could see Dave, as you said, he was easily the best player in our squad, quite possibly the best player on the pitch. I mean, it was lights up, yeah. and great, that's great. what it, he means to us. That's what he means to yeah. us. Yeah. And great point. And, you know, and it was interesting. I listened to uh, Heath's comments midweek, I think after training uh, Thursday or Friday, I listened to Heath's comments and he basically, you know, he's, that's when he basically said, yep, yep. You know, Ray is going to be available on the squad. And he mentioned that, you know, obviously with busy schedule, we have, he wasn't sure of some players availability or their fitness. So uh, Ray's uh, playing time was dependent maybe on those things, but he did make it clear that he's going to be available. And in that time, I mean, basically in that week, he, I mean, he had Reynoso hasn't trained with this club for more than a, what, a session and a half, basically something like that. Right, sure. I'm talking about yeah. full, full team mm-hmm. squad training, but he, you know, they made the comment that he was looking really, really good in training, you know, and we heard that going into this match. So to see it transform, on the pitch on game day was pretty, pretty incredible. Really, really special. Lee, what a return he, for Reynos. He obviously spent some time down in, in at home training this off season. He did not spend, right. he didn't spend all day at the bar. He didn't spend all day in his room pouting about shit. He was ob- obviously down there training while he was, you know, away from this team because agree, yeah. to come back and look the way you did. I mean, you can't do that if you haven't been training for the last, you know, five, six months. Right. Um, so yeah, he looked, he looked fantastic. Um, also, I want to mention guys, his, his defense 
we miss his defensive plays too. Uh, he made a couple yesterday that were kind of like cleanup type of plays defensively that weren't being made by this team when he wasn't on the pitch. You know, when Franco plays that 10, Franco doesn't do defense like Ray does. I'm not talking about like your, you know, typical defender. I'm talking about like cleanup type of stuff where if the ball comes back, he kind of, you know, makes a sliding tackle, gets it out or starts a playoff. Franco doesn't do that shit. So to see Ray get back to that is is fantastic. Yeah. And then um, I just I just want to touch on before we get to the uh, the goal that we're obviously going to get to is I mean Ray Noso obviously makes everybody else around him look better. You know, there's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. So ultimately, it comes down to those players when they get these golden chances that are in large part created <laughs> by Ray Noso. You know, they gotta they gotta take advantage, and I think we'll see him do that. I just want to talk about one moment. You guys probably remembered. I think I think it was Reynoso that got the ball to St. Ben out wide, um, and then just streaking down the left hand side of the pitch, and then crosses the ball brilliantly to Holongwe Bongi, and unfortunately the ball jumped up to his shin. I think last moment because it looked like just a clear cut goal. Like I was right, already off yeah. the couch. I was off yeah. the couch. And by that point, it didn't happen. That was, but I mean, but that was just that's part of the Reynoso effect, giving, getting, creating these opportunities for everybody else. Yeah, not to mention, it. not to mention, you know what? What moment was it that Reynoso nearly scored himself? It was something, that, and I, I heard this on uh, Post Loon Soda Soccer last night, and they made the comment that what something we haven't seen is Reynoso just creates these chances sometimes out of nothing. Yeah, like literally out of nothing, and it was it was the mm-hmm. opportunity where. Like Reynoso nearly scored himself. Um, it took a fingertip by Sean Johnson, I think, to push it out wide and, and create a corner for Minnesota. But like, yeah, it was just out of nothing, out of nothing. If you know, if you know what I'm talking about, and somehow he got a shot on target, you know, and, and required a save. Just unbelievable. And yeah. we just haven't seen that. That's something out of nothing. We haven't seen that before. Yep. Well, he did. Technically, Reynoso did set up the goal by Minnesota. Uh, this was a cross into the box that. Bongi uh, got a header on. It was assisted by Ray. Uh, and that header came back kind of out into the box. And then uh, Ariaga got his foot on it and scored a goal. So technically, Ray started that whole sequence off with a nice header to Bongi that got saved. And yeah. then back out. And and that's what I said. Credit to the other sub that came in the 65th minute curve on Ariaga. Like, because, yeah, the ball came off his chest. And he, yeah, I mean, credit to him. That was, that was, that was skill there. And just mm-hmm. awesome to see him bang it into the corner there. Uh, just brilliant. And it felt like at that point in the game, you know, 89th minute, Minnesota deserved a goal over the last 15, 20 minutes. And, and they got Definitely. it. And, it was just, and yeah. that's why, and that's why this game, this, even though they only got the draw at home against a Toronto squad, this game doesn't necessarily to, at least to me, maybe you guys feel differently. This one doesn't feel where this one doesn't feel like two drop points to me. This one feels like, you know, a point, a good point, especially now, maybe we can be assuming everybody stays healthy. Uh, maybe we can be optimistic going forward as you know, they gave up the goal. They gave up the lead earlier in the game and then they came back and got it and tied it up at the end. So it, it feels to me a little differently than two drop points. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be optimistic and happy like you, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, at the same time, I, I can't, but at the same time, 
I'm going to take points wherever we get them at this at this stage. I mean, the fact that we're even where we are at this point is mind-boggling <laughs> to me. So, I, yeah. I'm not as ha- I'm not as uh, optimistic. No, I'm not as uh, happy as you are, Dave. But yeah. I'm going to take it. I think it's two drop points, but I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, and and to clarify, it, it I mean, is, I- yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm maybe not. I'm not necessarily happy. Oh, don't backtrack. Don't walk. Okay, it. fine. Happy you fine, said fine, it. fine. You're happy it's okay, okay. Dave. I, I just okay. say this feels like. Yeah, help but... me out. What was the last draw at home? I can't, I can't even remember off the top of my head. But I mean, it does. It to me, this feels a little different. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave it. With that, leave it with that, and yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think right. I I do see your point, Dave, but uh, I also. I'm more in that field of um, we can be optimistic going forward now that Ray is back and it is still two drops points at home. Um, We should, we, this is a Toronto team that has a very, has had a very unimpressive season. And And, uh, so at home where it should be a fortress for Minnesota, that should have been three points. Yeah. 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 Well, good, good point, Connor. And you were there to be fair. You were there. So I understand, you know, this team has only managed in le- MLS league play. What one win at home in six or seven games? Uh, yeah, I think it is. It one, it's, one it's or two. Yeah. They've yeah. got one yeah. win at home. They've only managed That's one it. win. I, yeah, I'm just so not sure. Seven games, played. yeah, seven. Games. One win in seven mm-hmm. games. So, bottom line, I guess you better not be feeling optimistic about that. That has got to change going forward. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So, right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. uh. I, Again, it's nice to see Ray back in the pitch, guys. I think that hopefully this turns this team. They tack me a little around a little bit, but I'm not going to get my hopes up yet. I'm just not because I don't want to feel like, yay, excited, and then get just punished by Montreal on Saturday. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, that you know, the one, yeah, that's true. And the one thing that we can take from this that's guaranteed it's that Luis Amarie doesn't get to prove that it wasn't his fault. Exactly right. There you yeah. go. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to find in. ways to plug that you in. Thank you. Throw them in there. Just throw them in there. Uh, so, yeah, we, lo- we we get the draw, guys, against Toronto. Uh, we stay kind of in the middle of the pack yeah. in the Western Conference standings. We sit in seventh place yeah. uh, with 20 points. I mean, it, it, our home record is 1-1-5, one, one, and five, yep. uh, which is just, just terrible. Uh, yeah. and, and our road record, of course, is four and five, which is, is better. Uh, but yeah. let's talk about Montreal coming up on Saturday, guys, because Montreal has the worst point differential in, yeah. in the Eastern Conference, second worst in the league. They are negative yeah. 12. Now, they are five and one and oh at home. So and hmm. they're worse on the road. Yeah. They're one eight and one on the road. So we're playing in Montreal. This might be, but we're a good, a good away team this year. Sure. So maybe you know things happen, but yeah. they have they have given up twenty seven goals, guys, and I, and and scored fifteen. So I I just wonder. I I think I think they were historically bad to start the season. You know, I, yeah. I through the first 10, 11 matches, I think they were just they they were in last place, I believe, for a good part of the early part of the season. And so yeah. I just wonder, I'm going to look at the schedule before I make my prediction. I wonder if they've been better as of late. They, they must have been. So we'll yeah, see. They, 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 I mean, the, the 12 goal differential is not good. 
for anybody. No. No. Uh, but then the other thing, too, we have to talk about is they play a Wednesday game, guys. They play the Canadian Championship against Vancouver on Wednesday night. That's right. That's right. And they're so going to want to prioritize got... that, too, because it's the Canadian Championship final against uh, exactly. Vancouver. And that, and gets, that, gets, and spot. that gets them a, a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. Exactly right. right. Yeah. So they might uh, be playing us on Saturday with a lot of uh, subs in there uh, because of their game on Wednesday. So let's, of course, ask let's ask the question, guys. Predictions for next Saturday's game in Montreal. Uh, anyone's guess at this point. I'll go first because I, I, I'm, I'm going to be the optimist here. I'm going to say the Loons win. Three to nil. Oh, I'll say this: we don't score any goals in the first half, and mm. then Ray comes on at halftime, and we score three goals. Ray gets two assists in those three goals. That's what I'm saying right now. All right, crazy, bold, a crazy optimist here, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, Dave, predictions for next week against Montreal. All right. Well, I'm I'm. Uh... Last week, I predicted that uh, that the Loons would lose um, on the road in Austin. So I'm not going to be such a bummer this week. I'm kind of going with you, Tony. I'm I'm predicting a win on the road. Why not? Minnesota is one of, if not the best road team in MLS right now with four victories, I think, on the road, something like that. Anyways, I didn't I had to look this up, but uh, Minnesota has never lost to Montreal. In fact, they've played three games, won all three. Um both and two of those were in Montreal. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue that trend. And I'm just looking at it right now, Minnesota in those three games and those three wins, which was, and they haven't played since 2019, by the way. Um, but they played in 2017, 18, 19 in those three games, they scored a total of uh, eight goals. So Tony, you might not be off with your prediction, but past performance cannot necessarily predict future results, but yeah. as we know, okay. but I, I am going to go with a win. I'll, I'm going to go two goals scored Minnesota and ah, I hate to do this. I'm going to make it boring. I'm going to go two one Minnesota on the road in Montreal. Right. Huh? Um. Well, uh, first off, Dave, you're right when uh, when you say uh, Minnesota is the best road team uh, hmm. in the MLS right now. They are one of only two. Um. Ro- well, you know, Orlando might have a have a hand up on us they're four one and two on the road okay, okay. where we're Close four two, yeah we're we're four and five we're the best road team in the conference that's for sure okay um but um uh they are they've been good at home and i've been uh just like i think uh you said you were i've been checking them out uh based on their recent performances and they haven't been bad um I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go draw. I'm gonna go two two draw. Uh, I think with Ray coming back, I think we're gonna have more than one goal. And uh, but uh, with um, Montreal's with Mon- with Montreal's energy at home, I think it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna. They're gonna have have as much as much going into the match as we are. So I think it's gonna be a tie two two. And right, I think so- Minnesota are gonna have to come from behind. Interesting. So since, yeah, kind of so interesting you and Tony kind of think that way. Uh, well, so like, since you like, brought it, since you brought it up, Tony, go ahead. I was going to ask, they're in, Montreal is in, uh, is in uh, 
what uh, province of uh, Quebec. Quebec. Quebec? Quebec. Yeah. And they, don't they use the metric system up there? Um. Yes. Pretty much it, anywhere it, except yeah. for the U.S. Misses. It's weird. Yeah, it's metric. weird though. So now hold hold up, hold on, Tony. Tony, so they do it, use the metric. They use temperature. Um, they use Celsius. Celsius and all that. But the one thing yeah. that will kind of really throw, if you're talking about pressure, they still use pounds per square inch psi. So it's a little oh. odd. They're 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 somewhat of a yeah. hybrid. They yeah. don't use bars, you know, which is odd. Right? Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't yeah. want to go down the rabbit hole. But what I was going to ask, like, should we we be should we be counting goals metrically? I mean, should it be is oh, boy. It actually three goals or is it actually like two point seven eight? That Maybe works. one goal Does down here is, is 1.6 well, yeah. goals up there. Well, it's to weird. Kilometers. That, yeah. it, that, that'd be weird because the metric system is great. So it'd be, it would have to be backwards. Like if you said like in Canada, if they scored three goals in the U S it would be like 3.24 goals or something like okay. that. So you I'm, can't really go I'm backwards not, like that. I'm not good with math. I'm an, I'm an accounting guy at a construction company, but I'm not good with math at all. Um, so uh, I have no idea. That's, that's okay. So I think they I they, we'll they just... might go met they might, might they might go metric in like time, which actually doesn't okay. exist. But oh, okay. something a little weird. Up there. Yeah, David's bored with this whole conversation. I'm trying to make sure. Like, <laughs> oh, anyway, so I, I, I he lives like, in Florida. He doesn't have to worry about what Canadians. I got. I, I do since Connor brought it up. I got a quick hitter. He real quick hitter. Uh, let's make it quick. Uh, you Connor, you brought up Reynoso. Um, yep. Let's just assume that he comes off the bench again and that he won't okay. start because he's not obviously fully 90 minute fit match fit healthy. What, I mean, do you, could we expect, do you think another half hour from him or is that? I think so. Um, if you, he only got 25 minutes this time, but he's training more with the team. Now he's going to be more match fit. I think we might even see him at half. Um, and I know Heath likes him, so he'll make the sub for him. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Well, finally, uh, David, after all that crap, uh, give us your predictions metrically or so, not metrically. You don't have to. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, in fact, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, so <laughs> I went back quite a ways uh, back to uh, April, actually. And did you know that Montreal, you have to go all the way back to their game against Kansas City, which I don't know what date that was. It was the end of April, where they scored a goal in the first half. So they oh, scored wow. seven, eight. They've scored ten goals in the last nine games. I think that's right. Um, and nine of those goals were in the second half. Um, they have allowed... Um, not many, actually, in the last those same games. They've allowed three, four. Well, that's not true because Philadelphia. Um, they've allowed eight goals, I think it is, in that same stretch. Um, and all but two of them were in the first half. So they are very much a second-half team. Mm -hmm. So for me, that does not bode well for us, I don't think. Good for us. Um, not good for us at all. Yeah, even with Ray coming off the bench, which I also think he, we could see him a full half, um, mm -hmm. I don't think that bodes well for us. I have a feeling if we don't strike early, we're done. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think there's a potential for a draw here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with 
Connor, I think you said it. I forget because that whole conversation lasted far too long. Um, <laughs> it was two I, I think Connor, Con, yes, you said two two. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with what you say, and they're going to come back and end up salvaging a point at home. Um, I, I think I think we'll we'll get an early lead lead in the first half, and then we're going to end up getting another goal. Um, probably having something to do with Ray, uh, but they're going to end up. It's either going to be a back and forth or they're going to be down by two and they're going to come back and win or tie at two. So that's what I think. Yeah, I think it'll be 2 2. They're they're an interesting team, honestly. That's a weird lopsided (laughs) stat that I saw when I was looking at their past nine games ish. And, uh, Hopefully our friend Samantha Woj will be on to talk about Montreal because she lives in Montreal. So uh, hopefully we can get her back on on Saturday. Uh, just have to send her a message and make sure she's cool with that. Or next Sunday, I should say. Next Sunday, yeah. She's cool with that. So, yeah, we'll hopefully have her on to talk about her whole eight. It's been over a year since we are on the podcast, guys, and she's had a crazy year. A lot uh, has with changed. All stuff. Yeah. A lot's changed for her since we talked to her last. And we were her first podcast, and then all of a sudden she – went crazy national and all kinds of stuff so nationally yeah potentially... can't wait to ask her about like being on national television at you know mm-hmm. i think it was a toronto hockey game Incredible. yeah yeah been crazy so, yeah well good times uh yeah so those are predictions for next week let's go and talk about some soccer history connor do you have a couple i have a few sure let's move to the soccer to the good old soccer calendar here uh wow we've moved into june now i'm gonna have to switch tabs so here we go i'll only have a okay i only have a couple this time uh and we'll stay in june for those uh 19 let's do okay night june 3rd 1978 uh we have a good minnesota kicks win uh 3-2 over our hated rivals seattle sounders the sounders Yep, beat the Sounders wow. back in 1978. How about that? Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then, uh, well, I'll only do one more. Um, June 4th, 1980, when the Kicks lose 1-0 at the California Surf. The Surf, yeah. The Surf. We talked that about them sense. before. Surf. That's a, ter- that's like a that. terrible. That's but a it terrible. makes sense. It works, actually. It makes, yeah, it makes I don't sense, know. I kind of like it. I kind of like I mean, it's not like the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, right. exactly right. Right or the U- the Utah Jazz, come right. on, that's right. right, terrible. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, or thank the you, Kyle, California for that. rainwater. Except, well, there you go, California rainwater, <laughs> California rainwater. <laughs> the uh, the California so, um, seismic plate vault or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Connor, for that. Before we get out of here, we have one funny story to talk about, and it actually comes from the land of Florida. And uh, I want to thank David for pointing this uh, out last week after we got off the podcast. Uh, this is from, uh, I don't even know where it's from. It's from Florida, but I don't know what area Port Charlotte. it's from. Charlotte, Port Charlotte, Florida. Port Charlotte, Florida. A Florida man loses an arm to a 10-foot alligator while peeing behind a bar. Uh, according to uh, WBBH, 23-year-old uh, Inglewood resident, resident Jordan Rivera wandered behind Bandito's bar in Port Charlotte to relieve himself shortly after closing time when he fell into a pond and was immediately attacked by a 10-foot gator. 
Though the Gator oh, bit off his right arm above the elbow, Rivera was saved by bystanders who pulled him out. Quickly applied to tourniquet. Rivera says he doesn't remember any of it. And he says, uh, so I ended up walking over to this water hole. That's what you probably call a pond down there in Florida. I call it a water hole. Uh, sure. I didn't realize how big it was at the time. As I was going over there, something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me just went down. And the water <laughs> is literally the last thing I remember. Uh, statement, uh, Fish and Wildlife Service said the gator was about 10 feet, 5 inches long. It was removed from the pond and humanely killed. Uh, of course, mating season is happening right now between May and June. So it's not uncommon to see large gators wandering around in unusual places for love. Uh, yeah, so dude went out to take a piss after Barclos fell into a pond and got his arm bit off. Luckily, it was just his arm, though. I mean, it could have yeah. been a lot worse. Yeah. could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, he, I, you know, I don't understand this. He didn't trip and fall. He was plastered off his ass because he chose to go behind the bar to yeah. take a piss. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know. You don't, Again, you don't walk it, places in the dark in Florida when there's water. No. Good Lord, no. It's the same thing up here, though. If you're up in the northern woods, you don't walk around in the northern woods to take a piss because a bear or a wolf could get you. Right. You know, I mean, that's right. like, you shouldn't do that. I mean, that's just yeah, not yeah. a uh, not a good thing. Yeah, the, and that area has a lot of big gators. Um, yeah. Or I guess so. I've been told by a lot of people. Like for some reason, that area of the, which is only like thirty miles from me, um, has just huge gators, like nine, ten, eleven feet. Um, and they just like to hang out and wait for some unsuspecting drunkard to take a piss and fall into the pond. How many, like, I know this is kind of a weird question, David, but I'm going to ask it anyways. How many drunken people you think have gone missing due to gators in Florida? It's got to be at least, uh, like, in the tens, you know, tens I or bet, something, right? I bet that's a Google Something Google would tell us. And th I feel like a, there's a sack. You should ask Chat GPT. And th this should, is the thing. Uh, like, so gators, gators will not hesitate to attack like dogs. Like I was worried about earlier in the pod, dogs or humans or anything. Like, I don't know if it's defensive or they just they're hungry or what, but they they will. Yeah, you know, we were talking about that uh, before we started because I was gator watching, and um, well, no, that was during the podcast. See, this was, whole yeah. podcast is just a mess. Um, <laughs> well, you got cut off like four times. Yeah, yeah, you know what's going on. Yeah, it's you hard know, to keep track when your electricity gets cut up. That's fine. Yeah, they're they're not safe animals. Um, oh yeah. yeah, But the thing is, is they don't eat a lot because they usually, when they do eat, a lot of times that they're decent sized meals. So they're they tend to be pretty docile. Um, mm -hmm. Like you can you can actually walk up pretty close. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can walk up pretty close to a gator. Um, and they really won't mind too much. There's some videos out there that you can look, that you can find on like YouTube, I think, where there are people who are literally walking on a trail in a park and there's a gator like four feet away and it's a big gator and they just kind of walk around it. You're right. You just keep, keep facing it and you walk around it and you're fine. Um, I, you know, they're, they're pretty docile, but they do react 
Like if they feel threatened, they'll react pretty fast and they move fast for that very initial burst. If they need to act, they will and they do it. And you're screwed if they do. Oh. Um, but the thing so, is, is you don't hear a lot about people. Usually, in fact, usually the people who get attacked by gators were provoking it. So it's defense. Or they were walking a dog because the gator is obviously bigger than the dog. Mm. And they went after the dog and they try to save the dog and they end up that happened to an old older woman here. <clears throat> I think in the last six months, she had her dog attacked and she tried to get it and she ended up being killed by it. Um or yeah. you're, you're peeing or you're peeing on the gator. I mean, or, maybe yeah, guy's, you know, that's yeah. probably <laughs> what happened. He was probably like, yeah. on the gator. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you feed on the gator, on. and it's it's mating season, so the gator is attracted mm-hmm. to other yeah. movements. Then realizes it's not another gator. Got mad and bit his arm off. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I'm thinking this through now. Maybe the guy, you know, he was unzipping his pants, and he had his hand down there to kind of hold it, and he was peeing on the gator, and the gators came up and just grabbed his arm. You know, just kind of yeah. yanked him, and yeah. you know, he just went. You know, luckily there was bystanders around because that could have been a lot worse. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, I think the, yeah. the moral of the story is um, if you have to take a piss, wait in line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's, you know, okay, so you, you can't hold it. <clears throat> you can't hold it like eight minutes. I mean, especially, especially when you're at a lakeside Florida bar, definitely hold it. Yeah. yeah. And if you're at a lakeside Florida bar or Louisiana bar or Mississippi bar or wherever, you don't go around back where the <laughs> lake is. Like and where just, nobody else is. Yeah, just turn yeah. your back and pee on the wall if you absolutely have to, for God's sake. <laughs> exactly right. You That's know? how horror movies get made. Yeah. That's right. When I, you know, when you, we used to go down to Minneapolis all the time, and if you had to piss on the way on your walk back, you know, you, you'd go behind a dumpster or whatever. The only thing you worry about there was like homeless people or the occasional yeah. like people like making out back there type of shit. Um, you oh, have to yeah. worry about gators. You have to worry about gators, you know, or anything right. like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, back in Eau Claire, which we actually got our friend in trouble for this one, um, you have to worry about police officers, right? Like he yeah, went yeah. behind a he went behind a dumpster where we told him, hey, you know what, just go behind the dumpster because we saw the cop coming towards us. Mm-hmm. And we were like, You can't hold it, you're gonna pay for this. And mm-hmm. so we told him to go behind the dumpster, knowing full well that the cops gonna see him and mm-hmm. sure enough. But so, yeah, I mean, that's the type of th- stuff you have to worry about in the upper Midwest. Cops, yeah, yeah. people making out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so uh, good Good to know. Knowing knowing is half the battle. Uh, yeah. This would be a good uh, G.I. Joe, end of the G.I. Joe thing where they'd be like, don't pee uh, near a pond in Florida. And knowing is half Correct. the battle. So don't do that. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, guys, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I got to at the game. I, I did get to say hi to a Kendra de Saint Aubin down there. No so that kidding! Was, oh, yeah. Cool. When did that you? Cool. When were you able to do that? What, it was just a quick. It game? was. It was before. He, she, it was before the game. She was. She was out on the pitch with uh, her co. I don't know who the co anchor was. Ke- was Kevin um, Egan. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Egan. Okay. Who I think. I mean, I think he's from New York or Chicago, but via Ireland. I think his father is Irish. I think he does a pretty good job. I guess he. I'm not a wrestling fan, but he came from the WWE world. Um, oh wow! But okay, I I, I I honestly like that combination with Kendra and, and Kevin Egan. I, I think it's a great broadcast, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I thought. Well, yeah, I I got to say hi to her really quickly as she was walking back into the stadium after after being on the pitch, and uh, she she said hi. She was very nice, and you know, very cool. It was only was for a second, Kay- but it was nice. You see Casey out there yesterday? Did not see Casey. Um, hmm. I waited around, and I think she was just uh, doing some work inside the stadium. Got to see Sean, but um, mm-hmm. uh, did not get to see Casey. That's too bad. Because yeah. I thought, yeah, well, I thought she mentioned she was going to be back uh, for for this game against Austin. I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I waited around for her for quite. I'm a bit. sorry. I saw, I saw Toronto. Toronto. I said. Yeah, I saw Sean right away. But, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I I never saw so Casey. You just you just waved to him and say, "Hey, Sean," or that that was nice. Yeah. That came and, over. Cool. Yeah, and he I I I waved to him and he was talking to somebody else. But then a couple minutes later, he I was I was talking to somebody else and he actually came over and just uh, chatted for a few minutes and and it was nice. fun. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Cool. Coolio. Well, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Loons.